Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever Kaiser, Bender, and Baum Retail Adventures podcast. I'm your host, one of your hosts, Jason Baum. I am the Baum in Kaiser, Bender, and Baum. And with me today, as they will every time we record, are George Ann Bender and Rich Kaiser. And uh, we'll just tell you real quick what the Retail Adventures is all about. If you haven't heard of it, Retail Adventures is an award-winning, acclaimed blog by Kaiser and Bender. And it is a nonstop traffic-building, profit-producing, attention-grabbing, sales-generating, competition-miffing, customer-winning, retail idea-generating blog. Um, so if you're a retailer and you haven't heard of Kaiser and Bender, you must be living under a rock because they've been around for 30 years. They're speakers, authors, consultants, consumer anthropologists, and principals of the company Kaiser and Bender speaking. They've helped thousands of businesses in retail, restaurant, hospitality, travel, collegiate, beauty, funeral, sales, and service industries. Uh, the craft industry, which is where I uh, spend a lot of my time, uh, and uh, they've been around since 1990. So I guess you could say you guys have been uh, around for a while and have pretty much seen everything, right? Well, up until two weeks ago, we'd pretty much <laughs> seen everything. We're not around a lot anymore. We're sitting in homes. Yeah. I mean, when we were putting together this podcast, we were like, you know what, let's wait till there's a global pandemic, and then we can get this thing up and running. <laughs> Lots to talk about. Yeah, exactly. I know we we closed our office last Monday, and so you you know we're a team, so we work pretty closely together, and we're finding out what it's like to have to do it via telephone and Zoom. And so all that Rich has ever said about, hey, I think I'm going to move to Florida, we're finding out it doesn't really work that well. Yeah, no, I'm feeling it. I'd still like to see a palm tree in my backyard. Well, you never know. And the. I think we'll the longer we're at home, you might start seeing a palm tree in the backyard. <laughs> Look, when you have 877 TV channels and Hulu and Netflix, and in the first five days you've already run out of things to watch, it's a problem. So, you, you know, this television, George, all the time. I'm working all day. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Hey, something huge is going on in the retail environment today. And, and, you know, you guys spend, have just been working nonstop since COVID-19 turned all our lives upside down. The world's confusing right now. You're likely experiencing things in your business that you've never experienced before. Um, you know, we get it as a trio. Um, you know, we're here for you. That's the purpose of this podcast. That's the purpose of Retail Adventures now more than ever. Um, and, you know, we wanted to help uh, uh, people, you know, with, with their store. And I think that help has changed with COVID-19. I think this is cause for immediate turnaround, immediate um, conversation. And, you know, we went into this with probably a, a hundred, maybe more ideas of topics. And um, I think that all went out the window um, when COVID-19 hit, because we're trying to figure it out just like everybody right. else is. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's become survival. You know, are you going to be here when this is over or are you not? And that means that you have to be proactive. Rich and I saw our speaking calendar go from really full in our 30th year of business to absolutely nothing in a single afternoon. And so we put ourselves out there and said on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and in our email blast to independent retailers, we're here for you 
call us, ask us questions, send us emails. You know, we're here to help. Our, our friend Brian this morning sent out something that said there's a difference between those who offer services and those who serve. And I think Rich and I, to the, the detriment of our accountant over the years, we've always been here to serve. And, and people are calling us and it's phone call after phone call with questions. And, you know, one of the questions that, that we're getting, Rich, you want to take the first one? Well, you know, wanted, what I wanted to say was because of this entire disruption in our business world, we're learning lessons and we're asking questions we never had anything to do or th had to th really think about. All of a sudden, our world is really turned upside down. But George, you know what I think too is even among that dilemma that's going on every day, we still have to be in business and we still have to be retailers. And right. those are the calls that we get. But you know, some of the subjects are just subjects that we don't really spend a lot of time on normally. But all of a sudden, it's become an issue. And, and you know, George, that's been the issue of having a place to do business. Do I have this place? What happens if I don't pay my rent? How do I talk to my landlord? What strategies can I take to help myself get back on my feet when we get ready to roll out the doors? Those are just so what, are those, what are those strategies, Rich? What would, you, what would you recommend people do? Well, right off the top, George, we know that the landlord's in business to make money and collect it. We also know that we are too, but the landlord has a hammer and it's his business and he expects his rent. But I think sometimes, George, and I know in my, in my history that we've been able to negotiate with a landlord and say, you know what we're all going through. We want to keep the store. We want to make it flourish. We know that day is coming. But the fact of the matter is, and we need you to walk with us instead of just collect that rent check. And, you know, sometimes we've been very successful in offering landlords instead of a flat rate for the store, we've offered percentage rent deals. In other words, we might say, would you take 2% on every credit card sale we make? And will you take three or 4% on every cash sale we make? Now the, the credit card's a little bit less because we're also paying the credit card company. So it kind of evens it out. But the conversation is the landlord wants the building to be good. He wants it to be worth something to everybody in the market. And he doesn't want an empty place. They're not going to fill up quickly. And I would say that to him. But I think that it's really fair to say to the landlord, can we work together through this? Most landlords will want to sit down. The people that don't get the deals are the people that don't ask for the deals. So it's really that's, the, that's the whole point right there. You have to ask. You cannot just stop paying your rent because your building is closed, because your business is closed. You have to contact your landlord, talk to him about what options are, and come up with a plan to work together to do that. Because you want to be able to have a place to open up to, he doesn't want to have to rent the space. You know, the same thing has been, and I, I don't know, Jason, you talk with a lot of vendors, the same thing question has been coming from retailers about their vendors. You know, what do I do? I have product that's due to come in and it's for Christmas and I don't know if I should accept it. And do I, I have bills that, that have to be paid and I don't have the income to pay them. And, and what do I do with my vendors? And again, yeah. you have to I mean, talk to them. I mean, on the supplier side, you know, the, they've been dealing with this for longer than the retailers because they, this was impacting China. So a lot of um, suppliers who their supply chain is coming out of China, which is obviously a large number um, depending on industry, of course, but, um, you know, in the industry that I, I deal mostly with, um, 
so they've been dealing with this now for this is like three months on and now it's it's at their uh doorstep and so they have an inventory issue as well um you know where they're trying to uh, i think they need the retailers you know they're finally getting inventory from china they need the retailers to sell you know to to come to them and i, I think you know it this it doesn't end uh you know those retailers who are equipped to be able to sell online they're going to want to get it to them um, you know, the brick and mortars, they, they shouldn't go away. Um, you know, the suppliers need you too. And I've heard from a lot of suppliers saying it's gone quiet and that's not yeah. a good thing. Quiet's you know, not good. There's a scary thing there too, is that if the, if the product comes in too late, then it ships off to the retailer. He's got product that the season is maybe over or waning. Uh -huh. And you know, that that's why I think every retailer needs on his orders regardless, because I know the vendors do it. Um, it would it would be an, when I sign an order to a vendor, I would say, uh, do not ship before, complete after. And that way, I, at least I would have some kind of control. I don't need Christmas ornaments in, so I don't ship before a certain point and cancel if not shipped by a certain point. Otherwise, we're just getting drugs. You know, what's left over? No. So, demand. so what would you recommend right now? Go to your vendors and ask. Things to be shipments to be delayed at least until June first. Well, I wouldn't last for any delays on good spring items at this point, you know, and that type of thing. But, but I certainly would say there's a cancellation list here that I just can't accept this stuff anymore because I can't pay for it, guys. It was supposed to be here in October, and and it and if it falls in the back door, I don't know what to do with yeah. it. We spoke with a, a person who does a lot of shipping um, from a shipping company this week, and. And he suggested that you cancel, postpone, or divert shipments to your home instead of the store. Um, push ship dates where you can, like Rich just said, be proactive with your vendors. They're your partners. They're willing to help because they don't want to be in a situation where they're hung with a lot of merchandise too. But he also said, be careful because if you just simply refuse a shipment, you can incur additional costs and you don't need those costs right now. A retailer called and told us that they have exchanged cell phone numbers with her UPS and FedEx drivers. So now when there's it's the same person that comes all the time, now when a shipment is coming to her store, that person can call her or text her and let her know what's coming and then she can choose to either go to the store and meet them or have them deliver at her home or leave it at the door. You know, there are, there are all sorts of things that you can do. You gotta get creative in these times, but you have to be proactive. Um, you know, and I, I think when, like we were saying, you know, when we, it doesn't make sense to just have a, one specific topic for this first podcast. Um, we wanted to answer as many questions as we could. Um, you know, were there other letters or, or messages that were coming in um, that, that people want to know? Yeah. They want to know what to do with their employees. You know, I heard something this morning on Good Morning America, and I'm going to put that link up on our retail adventures blog later this afternoon i need to find it but they were talking with barbara cochran about all the the loans and things that are coming in and one of the things she said is that you really need to read the stipulations of those loans that you take because there are certain things that you have to follow i'm not sure what those things are she listed them off and i don't want to say them here because you know we're not attorneys but um, we will list that interview on our Retail Adventures blog, but what she said was there's going to be these loans that you don't that are going to be forgiven, but if you don't follow to the letter what they tell you to do, they won't be forgiven and you'll be held holding that amount of money. So everything that you apply for, make sure you really read the fine print 
and understand what's happening. And one of the questions that people are asking a lot about is, you know, what do I do with my employees when my store closes indefinitely? And first, I mean, first of all, you have to tell them why you're doing it, what you're going to do, encourage them to go and try and get unemployment, you know, help them there if you can. We also have on our um, retailadventuresblog.com right now, a list of um, places you can go to for help and more information about what you can do in your stores. There's, you know, the small business administration, there's your state offices, there are community things that are being done. There's a myriad of places. Well, I think it's a, it, it's a conundrum right now. Uh, here's what I tell you. If you lose your job, many, many, many people have been eliminated, some not rightfully and some rightfully, obviously. But um, you know what, it's, it's really tough to get back out there. But I tell you what, if I was an employee and I got let go and it was a great job, I would keep in contact with the retailer. And if I was the retailer, I would certainly be in contact. I would, I would not want to let anybody go on any bad string. I, because you know what, it takes a lot of time and money to train somebody. And I want good people who are trained to know my store to come back sometime in the future. And I believe that sometime in the future is not far off but the doors will swing open. And at that point, it's going to be a rabid race for a dollar. Everybody is going to put their best foot forward. They're going to fight some store categories, going to fight for price. It's going to be a nightmare, I think. But what it's going to do is it's going to drive traffic. I hope, because I don't know how much expendable money is going to be out there. But I do yeah. know that if they come in my store, I want them to be the best. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing to... Oh, sorry, Jordan. I was going to say, I can't wait to get back into stores. I cannot wait. I, I Yesterday I ordered my groceries online and it was great. They were here in, in two hours from a local retailer and it was wonderful, but it's just not the same going through little boxes going, I'll take four tomatoes. I'll take, I want to be in there. And so there are a lot of people who are saying, well, you know, we're training people now to shop online and, and that's what's going to be the future. Uh, Rich and I don't agree with that. We think people are going to be hungry to be back in stores, to touch and feel the merchandise, to socialize, and to feel that experience because yeah. we've been inflated so long. It's only been a week and we're all losing our minds. I, I was just going to say, it's been uh, it's been two weeks for myself, and I, I think we're we're seeing things already. <laughs> um, you know, just to to go back to the staffing um, staffing component for a second, something I saw yesterday was really interesting, and it was you shouldn't really budget for reducing staff right now, even if you have to on a temporary basis due to operational costs. Um, you know, this is a pandemic. This isn't a forever thing. So, you know, this is temporary and you're going to need those people back and you might need even more people. You might need to staff Absolutely. up when it's over because of like what we were just saying, people are going to be itching to get out of their homes and yep. go do something, get back in the malls, get back to the stores. So Absolutely. One of the things we recommend right now is make sure that you have some sort of a communications tree with everyone who works for you so that you can talk to everyone in the same way at the same time. So whether that's a conference call, which are good because people like to talk, but that also doesn't record what you actually said. It could be an email blast to your employees. You might have a, a group text message, but you should be talking to the people who work for your store minimally once a week and probably more often even if it's just a two sentence thing here's where we are now this is what we learned here's what's going on with customers 
can you share what we're talking about on your personal Facebook pages? You know, rally the troops so that they, number one, understand what's going on, and number two, are still talking about your business so that we come back strong. And then I guess the last thing um, that we had talked about that we had wanted to to cover maybe briefly was, um, so you know, your store, your store, your physical store is closed. You still have that e-commerce component, hopefully. Um, right. How do you keep or maintain that community of yours um, virtually? Change the message frequently. For example, we've got a store in uh, that we worked with over on the Mississippi River here in Illinois, and she just came out with a brand new, brand new web page that features all kinds of other things that she hasn't been showing before. And it's, it looks like a grand opening to me. I, I walked through it this morning and it just amazed me. But what you got to do is you, you remember this too. At some point, they're going to be releasing us to walk around and look in windows. And I think that'll be important. And George, you and I had a conversation about this at merchandise store even though you can't let people in. Let them look through the windows and see beautiful things. The windows should be sparkling. And just telling a message, when we open, man, you gotta come back, look at what we've got. So well, there's a lot shopping us. You wanna set your sales floor right now, so that if you, we got the call that says you can open up tomorrow at 7 a.m., that store is ready to go. It's pretty, it's well merchandised, it's stocked, it's signed. It's 100% ready to go. And if you have the ability to go into your store, even though you're closed and work on it, you don't have customers, do it now. Um, you talked about the store that revamped their entire website and it's a cool website, I agree. But there are retailers right now that are doing things that they've never had to do before. You know, we'd always say to people, get on Facebook Live and, and get on Instagram TV and do a, a video of yourself talking about your store. I don't want to do that. I'm not comfortable. Well, now they're doing it. And you don't have to be Spielberg, but they want to see you. And if you can be in your store and you can walk around and show them merchandise and say, we have, th we have this dress that just came in. It's from so-and-so. Here's what it's made of. Um, you can order it. Just um, and there are ways to do that. I'll talk about it in a second. You can order it. This is the price. When you're posting um, items on Facebook and Instagram for sale, don't just show an item. Show a, um, an outfit, the complete outfit with all the components because you want to up your, your average sale. You're, you want to have a lot of add-ons on that. You want to show groupings and kits and, and these are gift boxes and, and things that we can we can send to your family for birthdays and anniversaries and you know all of those things you're essentially you're completely in business the only thing you can't do right now is come to my store so because they can't come to your store you have to bring your store to them i love that because it's like um you know a lot of these other industries have pivoted as well you know with the museums are doing virtual um museum tours they're taking through different exhibits um, right. You know, the restaurant industry had to go virtual, um, you know, putting themselves on things like Grubhub so you could still get their, um, you know, their orders. Even if they didn't have an online presence before, you still have to be able to view the, the different, um, you know, all the different options and things yeah. like that in a visual way that you might not have had to before. There are a great story. A great story. I talked to a friend of mine in the state of Michigan. He's a retailer. I called him up and I said, so how are you? He said, oh, we're great. He said, you know what? We're getting ready to have a big kickoff one. And I said, what are you talking about? He says, we're having a sale. 
And I said, you're having a sale? He goes, yeah, this guy's not anything to brag about. I mean, it's just a store. Um, and I said, well, what do you mean you're having a sale? He says, we've just put together a strategy that once every three weeks, we get a blast on our website and we email the whole thing and we are having sales. And I mean, he sells good brand name products. People are going to know that what they are. And, you know, the tagline at the bottom of the, of the page on every one that he runs is, and remember, no sales every final until your satisfaction is made. So now people are buying kind of blindly, but I know what that shoe is, or I know what that shirt is, or whatever. So I can wear it, but even if they buy it now, I can take it back. You know, that they can, a lot of retailers are doing that on Facebook. They're doing Facebook watch parties where all the, the, their customers are getting together and some are crafting together, some are having sales like that. And it's interesting you say that about his return policy. QVC has changed their return policy now from 30 days to 90 days. And I got something in my inbox the other day from a couple of different retailers that are doing the same thing. You know, the hey, thing if the IRS can delay, then so can everybody else, right? right? And if, you know, if you can't, if you uh, not can't, if you currently are not selling online, there are companies like Shopify that can get you up and running quickly to sell online. Shopify.com. Um, we know retailers that are putting the item. Um, pictures of, of the items and groupings on their Facebook pages and saying, if you want it, right sold and the size you want and then they're handling the inform you know they're handling the transaction via telephone people are getting creative so even if you haven't sold online in the past there are ways to do that but the big thing is you're not closed you're not on vacation you're not out of business you are just you're selling working. you are just selling things differently you're working you're working you've got to you're just selling things differently. Yeah, maybe now more than ever. And, 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 and the sad thing is, is that there's a lot of people that we see that when we drive through cities and areas, the stores are closed. I mean, it's black, nothing. Uh, I don't know anything that could give a worse message right now. I love, that's why I love your comment about, you know, maintain your windows because um, I could just tell you, you know, I, I have a, a young family and we go for walks, you know, because it's the only thing you can do these days right. is go for a nice walk and stay away from people. But, you know, you walk by closed businesses, it couldn't be more depressing. So I really like the idea of maintaining the window right. because you, you <laughs> want to make it, you know, not a, it, it does look depressing. One of we don't need any more of that. One of the things we've talked about for the last 30 years in our presentations is that you need to light your windows. And now even more so, the window should be lit. We have a giant bear in our front window. I don't know, just for people walking by. Jason, you have rainbows. And yeah, we, we put a rainbow in ours. I know a lot of people across the country are doing the same. So That's just a feel-good thing. Feel thing. And if they're doing it in the neighborhoods, if they come downtown or out to your shopping area and you see rainbows, the kids are identifying with it. You know, love me, love my kids. We're going to have a good here's time. A, here, here's a feel-good thing. Right now, I am practicing... Home mullet. You heard about that? Too bad you guys can't one. see me. I'm wearing a, a blazer on top and Green Bay Packers sweatpants on the bottom. <laughs> All business on the top. Don't get too used to working from home. On the <laughs> <laughs> what? I said, don't get too used to working from home. <laughs> I'm loving it. The wardrobe may change, but the attitude doesn't. <laughs> no. Trust me. Yeah, no, I saw I mean, something funny. Uh, my wife keeps asking me because I'm wearing jeans. She's like, "Who are you trying to improve? Who who are you trying to impress these days?" <laughs> <laughs> you 
I get it. Yeah. I get it completely. Well, so we I'm are in a quagmire, aren't we? We're in a quagmire. Yeah. And Jason, I would I would say as we wrap up here, you know, if you have if you're listening to this and you have questions, call us, email us, comment on our blog or social medias, you know, any way the three of us can help you, we're happy to do that. Yeah, so it's kaiserandbender.com or um, you can also visit retailadventuresblog.com. This podcast will be up on most likely both. Uh, We're so early in the process, we don't even know yet. We don't have a specific (laughs) uh, website to give you, but one of those two. And then the phone number is on uh, kaiserandbender.com, right? Um, And we encourage you to go there and you'll be able to subscribe to this podcast so you can constantly get updates. We'll keep this going. Uh, We always have a good time when we're together. Uh, Kaiser and Bender and Baum. Interesting to do this one over Zoom. We'll uh, hopefully maybe someday we'll be able to do this over dinner. Um, Or maybe we just have dinner over Zoom. I don't know what it's going to (laughs) be. We'll figure it out and uh, we'll let you guys listen in along the way. So thanks so much for joining us on the Kaiser and Bender Baum podcast. It's our first one ever. Be kind and stay safe and stay healthy. One day at a time.